Welcome to the Business of Psychology podcast, the show that helps you to reach more people, help more people, and build the life you want to live by doing more than therapy. I'm going to share something with you today which has been a genuine surprise for me since I started working alongside other social enterprises with the School of Social Entrepreneurs. And that is that successful businesses don't really do the same thing all year long, or they certainly don't focus on the same thing all year long. They tend to work in focused projects. And that makes loads of sense because we tend to get really overwhelmed in our private practices when we're trying to do loads of things, helping loads of different types of people all at the same time. But actually, if you have focused projects to work on, you can reduce that overwhelm and ensure that all of your energy is going into something that's really going to help your ideal clients and help move that project forwards. So to plan your projects, you first need to be really clear on your specialism. So if you haven't listened to it yet, go back and listen to the podcast on finding your specialism and give that some really serious thought. Then you need to decide on which ideal clients you want to support this year. So again, in the training that I've been doing with the School of Social Entrepreneurs, it's been really noticeable to me that the bigger social enterprises often serve quite a few different groups with very different projects. They're not trying to catch everybody with the same offer. So for example, we had a talk from uh, the CEO of a really wonderful project in Bristol called The Heart of the S13. And within that project, she has um, cooking activities, gardening activities, and therapy projects, all aimed at helping people with very different needs and different vulnerabilities. So it got me thinking, that while we need to specialise in our clinical work, we really don't need to make every project that we work on fit the exact same client. For example, you might have a specialism in workplace trauma and you might provide therapy for people who need therapy, online courses for managers that want to support staff who've been through trauma and in-person workshops, if we ever are allowed to do that again, for students who need to learn about workplace trauma. Those are three projects that you could be working on in 2021 that all relate to the exact same specialism, um, but they target different ideal clients. So if you're running a business on your own or you only have minimal admin support, I really do believe that we should only be focused on one project at a time. If we don't, it's really hard to make any project as impactful as we want it to be. That doesn't mean that you won't end up with three projects within your business all running at the same time, but it does mean that you won't take on a new project until you've got your existing project kind of running on its own steam. And a lot of what I'm going to be talking about in the new year for the Do More Than Therapy membership and the Psychology Business School, the new course that we're running, is how you can systematise things within your project. So, say, create processes for therapy clients, processes for group clients, processes for your online course, that mean that once it's up and running and you've been doing it for a while, you can kind of take your eye off it slightly and start up a new project. But I'm getting ahead of myself, as I am prone to do. So now I want you to start thinking about what projects you could focus on in 2021. What could you do this year that relates to your specialism and would help your ideal clients in different ways? 
So just start out by doing a typical brainstorm with no judgment, just getting down on paper anything you can think of that might help your ideal clients in some way. And you might want to, if you're a geek like me and you've got coloured pens available, you might want to colour code your ideas by which ideal clients they're going to help the most. So for example, you know, online courses tend to be most helpful for people with a certain level of education, just because they involve a lot of reading typically. So it might be that some of your client groups will respond better to that than others. So you might want to have a separate colour for the type of ideal clients that you might be wanting to work with who would benefit the most from those kind of materials. Just, you know, separate out your ideal clients by colour when you're writing up all the different ideas. Now we're going to think seriously about what each project actually needs. So we're all familiar with Maslow and the hierarchy of needs. We really need to think about the needs that we have as people and business owners and the practical needs of the projects we're creating before we decide when we're going to do them or even if we're going to do them. So if you have unmet deficiency needs, you're never going to be motivated or capable of achieving self-fulfillment needs. So really, that is a fancy way of saying that if you need something basic, like if you need money coming into your practice quickly in order to be able to pay yourself a living wage, then you're going to need to prioritise projects that can do that for you. So in my experience, for most of us, those kind of projects that we need to focus on right at the beginning of our practice because we need to get paid reasonably fast, those are things like one-to-one therapy or supervision. Other projects tend to take more time to make more money and some of them need investment of of funds up front as well. Um, And we also need to spend time building an audience for a lot of those projects. So that's just worth taking into account. So at this stage, I want you to take the projects that you're most excited by and map those out on a big piece of paper or a whiteboard. Now think about what you need in your business. Then think about what you need to make the project work and how intense you will find the work personally. I can't tell you what your intensity score should be for any activity. I know that for me, I find I get very drained after a therapy session, even though I love it. So therapy for me is a 10 out of 10 intensity activity. Whereas I can spend a day prepping a podcast, for example, and feel totally energised at the end of it. So that would get a lower score for me. But that might be completely the other way around for you. So for each um, project that you've got written on your map, I just want you to write the needs for each one and an intensity score from 0 to 10 underneath the project. Now, from that list, you're going to pick four projects that you intend to focus on for the year ahead. And I do encourage you, please just choose four or even less than that. If you're only spending half your time in your private practice, it might be more appropriate to only choose one or two, but choose a maximum of four and make sure that they're a balance of high and low intensity. Now we're going to allocate those projects to different quarters of the year. And for anyone that doesn't work in quarters, because I know that I never used to when I worked in the NHS, um, it's something that I've started to think about a lot more since I've um, had my own business. But the quarters are basically three month chunks of the year, 90 day chunks. So it can be really helpful to think in terms of 90 day chunks because you can get an awful lot done in that time but it's not such a vast stretch of time that our goals and our projects kind of get away from us and become much less time bound 
So how are you going to allocate where you put your projects in, in the time frame of a year? Well, if you need money in your business fast or you need to build your expertise in a particular area before you can do some of your other projects, then you might want to put um, getting more one-to-one work or taking a course in Q1 and leave launching an online course until Q4 because you can then be building the audience for your course launch throughout the year. It's important to consider whether some projects might meet the needs of others' projects. And it's easiest to illustrate that through an example. So I'll give you my example. Next year, I'm planning to launch some online resources for mothers with ADHD at the end of the year. I don't have an audience in that area yet. That's one of the needs for that project. So it makes sense for my Q1 project to be getting more one-to-one clients with ADHD My Q2 project is launching a podcast and free resources for women with ADHD. My Q3 project is creating a group programme and my Q4 project is launching the online course. So you can see there that I've got a map that's going to take me from developing my expertise in that area in Q1 to building an audience in Q2 and 3 to actually trying to sell something which requires a big audience, like an online course in Q4. So the needs of the project in Q4 basically told me what I should be doing in Q1, 2 and 3. Now, if you can do this, and I know you might be feeling slightly overwhelmed because, you know, maybe if you've not done it before, you're not exactly sure about what the needs of particular projects might be. Um, or it might be that you just can't quite see how the different ideas you've got are going to fit together, really don't worry about that at this stage. What we're doing is we're mapping out the very basics of your business plan. Obviously, there's a lot of extra information that you're going to add in as you go through uh, the next few weeks, you work out pricing, logistics, etc. But it's there to help you decide where you're going to be focusing your attention as we go into the new year. And you might refine your projects, but If you know your specialism and you know your intentions, then you're not going to waste your energy on stuff that doesn't take you towards those things. Um, And you're not going to fundamentally, you're not going to waste any time creating marketing materials that don't lead anyone towards the projects that you want to work on, which is the most common mistake that I see in all business owners, but especially psychologists and therapists. So the good news is that if this does sound a bit overwhelming and you're a bit worried about going through this process on your own, I'm actually running a free webinar um, to help you find your focus for your projects for 2021. So I'd love to see you there live so that we can talk about your plans in detail. So I'm running it twice. I'm running it on Friday the 18th of December at 1pm and I'm running it on Monday the 4th of January at 7.30pm. So I'm really hoping that one of those times will be convenient for you to come along live. If not, the recording will be available, um, but I think it would be so valuable to come along in person and troubleshoot anything that might be getting you stuck with making these plans together. So I'm going to leave the link in the show notes to this episode so that you can save your space. Plus, excitingly, I'm very happy to announce that we have a new course starting in January called Psychology Business School, which will walk you through turning your basic plan into a fully thought out business plan and making that plan a reality. So you're going to hear a lot more about that over the next few weeks when we're ready to share the details. But just in case there's any overwhelm creeping in here and you're worried about doing all of this on your own, you won't have to. That is coming up. There will be support available for you. 
So as ever, I'd love to know what you're thinking, if you've got ideas firing off all over the place of projects that you could work on in 2021, please do let me know. I'm easiest to get in touch with on Instagram at Rosie Gilderthorpe. I will leave my links in the show notes and as ever, I would love to hear from you. Before you go, I just wanted to check something out with you because I don't know if this is just me. But do you sometimes wake up at two o'clock in the morning worried that you've made a terrible error that's going to bring professional ruin upon you and disgrace your family? (laughs) I'm laughing now, but when I first set up in private practice, I was completely terrified that I'd miss something really big when I was setting up my insurance or data protection practices. Even now, three years in, I sometimes catch myself wondering if I've really covered all the bases properly. And it's hard, no, actually it's impossible, to think creatively and have the impact you should be having in your practice if you aren't confident that you have a secure business underneath you. But it can be really overwhelming to figure out exactly what you need to prioritise before those clients start coming in. So I've created a free checklist plus resources list to take the thinking out of it. Tick off every box and you can see your clients confident in the knowledge that you have everything in place for your security and theirs. You can download it now from psychologist.drosie.co.uk forward slash client hyphen checklist and the link is in the show notes. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Business of Psychology podcast. If you share my passion for doing more than therapy, then make sure you come over and join my free Do More Than Therapy Facebook community, where you can work on getting your big ideas off the ground with like-minded psychologists and therapists. I'd also love it if you could leave this show a five-star review wherever you listen to your podcasts. It will help more of the people who need it to find it. See you next week for more tips and inspirational stories to help you do more than therapy.